Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Serial Killers Cafe. I'm your host Stephanie here with my co-host Ariel. Hey guys. And happy Wednesday. We were just talking about how goofy we look every time we dance to the theme song <laughs> um, for our podcast. And uh, we literally like sit because we're obviously on computers because, uh, you know, pandemic life. And right. we're, the two of all you can see is our heads just bobbing on each other's screens. So right. we're like the coolest in case you guys were wondering. <laughs> um, but anyway, I am super excited today because say we are going to be covering the backpacker killer. Um, he, his name is Ivan Malat and he was one of 14 children. I'm like literally diving right in cause he is, he's got a lot going on. He's, he was super interesting to cover to say the least. So I give so much props for his mom though. Uh, because I can barely handle having one kid. <laughs> also being pregnant 14 times sounds like a literal tar- like, and granted, if you love being pregnant, I'm very happy for you, but like, yeah. I am not one of those people. Like, I'm very lucky I could bring life into the world three times. My kids are healthy. But, like, I don't, I hate the stigma around, like, you not being, like, like loving pregnancy means you're, like, ungrateful for having a child because, like, we're very grateful. But, like, being sick for nine months, like, probably could have gone without. Like, feeling like I was going to die every five minutes. Like, that's probably a little dramatic, but that's who I am. I literally but, threw up every single day for eight and a half months. Yeah, that's a fact. She every did. Every single Dang. So being pregnant for 14 and 14 children, like you have to think like that's pretty much like almost 14 years of your life just being pregnant. Yeah. Like, Ugh. how do you do that and not have booze while you're continually pregnant? That's <laughs> that's the real question. guys. That's what we really want to know. <laughs> um, or like, you know, like sleepless nights. I mean, I guess it's like they probably had fun. They had each other. Like, I don't know. Like they must have enjoyed something because. They kept doing it, so. Yeah. But anyway, kudos to this mama, because Ariel and I could not live this life, is pretty much what we're saying. Um, so anyway, they lived in rural Australia, and they tended to keep to themselves. I, I'm assuming, like, they probably, I mean, I generally find it hard to, like, have a lot of friends when you have 14 children. You're like, oh, let me just bring my 14 kids with me. And people are like, <laughs> pass. Um, I have a house for one. In the car, so. Oh, my God. Do you think they had a bus? Now I'm, like, super intrigued. That would be so cool. Anyone out there, any listeners that have, like, 10-plus kids, let us know. Or know of. Like, did your parents have, like, are your parents one of 10? Like, I know it's less common now for our age group, but I know that, like, way, like, way back when, like, uh, like my, um, one of my cousins um, on, like, my husband's side or whatever, like, she's one of eight kids. So, like, I know it was... Yeah, like, I know, like, that's a lot, but it's, like, my car only fits eight, and that's, like, really tight. <laughs> so, like, what did they do then? <laughs> like, I know people probably, like, didn't have seatbelts and stuff, so maybe it didn't matter as much. Like, I just... Anyway, if you... Let us know. Yeah, we're yes. we're intrigued. Like, do you just buy a bus? Because I feel like that would be, like, your only option. So... <laughs> just <buy a> bus. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, a bus would fit everyone, you know? That's all. True. True. So, um, anyway, family of 14, Ivan Malat. When he was a kid, he liked hunting and was fascinated with guns. And one of his brothers actually claimed to sh- that he showed psychopathic traits from a young age, but all the other family members were like, you are clearly overreacting. He wasn't, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> so his parents were super strict, but, like, obviously I feel like you have to be strict if you have 14 kids. You're like, it's like a friggin' free-for-all. But it was hard, obviously, for them to keep track of, like, what every kid was up to because they were working really hard to support their kids and, like, have a house and, like, whatever. Like, kudos to them. They're doing the, they're doing the things. They're doing it right. 
So the kids were basically like left on their own to like get their stuff done. And again, this was like a very different time. Like again, we're back in the set. We're back actually in 1971 again. So um, other people though described Ivan as like athletic and an attractive boy. And they said he took like a lot of, of pride in his appearance and how he looked, which I thought was really interesting. Cause like, that's not something we like commonly hear and not saying like oh, all serial killers are ugly, but like, it's not common that we hear that like they take so much pride in their appearance, like maybe pride in their murders, but not necessarily in like themselves. So I and thought he looks like I'm uh, looking him up. I thought that was oh, interesting. Yeah, he's actually like even as an older guy, he's like fairly good looking. Yeah, we'll post a picture of him, but just he like not age well, in case you're wondering. Well, I mean, I'm sure prison didn't help, but so um, yeah. Okay, so because the children were doing whatever they wanted while the parents worked, pretty much, um, they were well-known with the local police. So Ivan was constantly in trouble from 17 years old on, which, again, we've seen this with tons of serial killers. He was charged with armed robbery, car theft, and burglary. And in 1971 is when he started showing true violent tendencies, which, again, we literally, our episode from two weeks ago was a serial killer in 1971. So this one, he's just in Australia. But, like, crazy, again... Like, I will constantly say to the deaths, like, the 70s was a wild time for serial killers. And I actually read a CNN article recently that said that, like, we're due for a serial killer wave. Like, I was like, like, wave of new serial killers. Like, they say, like, they, like, like, they went pretty stagnant. And I'm like, this makes me very uncomfortable. (laughs) Can we keep them stagnant? Because that'd be (laughs) like, so, but again, I feel like in this day and age, like, in the 70s, like, you know, like, DNA wasn't as advanced, like, you know, forensic, like, things like that. It's like, now you, like, sneeze and someone's like, well, we found your particles from your sneeze on this person's TV, so we know it was you. Like, I feel like it's harder, maybe harder to, like, be a serial killer now. I don't know. That's just my guess, but anyway. So, this was back in 1971. He's, um, He's got to be, like, right around the age of, I'd say, like, 18 years old. Like, he's still very young. Um, So, two women had been hitchhiking and claimed that he raped them at knife point, and he was quickly identified and arrested, okay? Case went to trial, was acquitted due to lack of evidence, because pretty much, like, they didn't have any evidence that he actually did this, just that these girls said it. 20 years later, 20, guys, like, that wasn't a stutter, 20 Years later, bodies started to turn up in the area, and Ivan instantly was the main focus of attention with local and federal police. What? 20 years, okay? So, like, these two hitchhikers are like, this guy raped us at knife point, he's super terrible, and then, like, nothing happens. And 20 years later, bodies start popping up. Okay? That's, like, scary. So, do you want to go over the murders? Um, I do, yes. This is... <laughs> This is just absolutely insane to me. 20 years later. Oh, uh, it gets more um, insane. This entire, th- this guy is wild. So just get, I love it. Buckle it. I <laughs> this is why we do what we do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. So the bodies of Caroline Clark and Joanne Walters were discovered on September 19th, 1992. So we were just in 71. Time jump, 92. <laughs> in like 1992, we were, were had we met yet? Yes. We were no. four, no. probably. If not, we met the next year. year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so they were found after two people running in the Belanglo State Forest. I'm so sorry. I know I butchered that. Belanglo? Um, yeah. I don't know. I just am going to accept that I'm going to butcher every single person's name. 
park city. I'm just not good at it. I'm sorry, guys. Um, so anyway, they were running in this state park and they found a decomposed body. The two women had gone missing uh, in April of 1992 from King's Cross in Sydney. So Walters had been stabbed a total of 14 times, one of them in the neck and nine in the back, uh, and then another four in her chest. I mean, so this is overkill. Yeah, like, so, and just like, um, I'm going to trigger warn. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I assume if you're listening to this, you do not care so much about gruesome murders, but every murder he did is insanely gruesome and, like, horrific. So just, like, mentally prepare for, like, a lot of, like, very similar, like, overkill, over-the-top, brutal, like, murder coming, coming at you. Oh, boy. Uh, so when they did the autopsy on her, they said that the wound to her neck would have instantly paralyzed her. Yeah. So not that she couldn't feel anything. She was just paralyzed. Which and then like, felt everything worst. else until she ultimately right. died. That's like literally my worst fear. Oh, my God. Um, so then the other victim, Clark, was shot in the head 10 times. All right. We know one most likely one shot to the head. She was dead. Two at most, like if you're a bad aim. Okay, look. <laughs> Two at most ten. if you're a bad aim, we're assuming. Ten is very, look, and she again, like no I said, at this point, let's think about this at 10 shots to the head, you have no skull anymore. And again, l- like I said, all of these are insane overkill. Yeah. So some bones were found in October of 1993 in the same forest. Um, and then after those bones were found and there was an investigation, police discovered two more bodies. Um, so they were identified as James Gibson and Deborah Everest, who had disappeared in 1989. So now we're going back a few years. Which also, uh, is he keeping these bodies or are people not finding them for a few years because he's burying them so well? Which was something I was I was wondering. I feel like they're not because it, it was in a state forest. Think about it. Like most of these True. are huge acres and acres and acres. Um, and a lot of uh, kill, serial killers that dispose of bodies in areas like this, um, they know the area super, super well. Like, they spent a lot of time there. They went hunting yeah, there, like, point. whatever it is. So he could have put it in a place that, you know, he's been to a million times. But that normal, everyday, people are not just going through it. So that's what I'm assuming. Again, I don't know. This is just what I think happened. No, that makes um, sense. You're right. A lot of those... It's like when you watch like Criminal Minds and like they're like looking for a guy in like 25 acres and like, well, he knows it better than you guys do. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. It's, it, it makes it 10 times harder for law enforcement to do anything. Yeah. Um, so then Gibbons, one of the victims, had a similar stab wound um, to the other female who was in his neck. Uh, and then he also was stabbed in the chest and his back. So apparently that was what this guy did. Um, and then Gibson had numerous wounds other than the stab wound. So he had also been like beaten or she, I'm sorry. Um, so her skull was fractured in two places and her jaw was fractured. Again, what? insane overkill. Seriously, th- this is one angry mofo. Yeah, like you like, gotta be like, yeah you gotta be like next level to like go to go to these depths yeah so then in november of 1993 um there was actually a skull that was found in the same area so it belonged to a hiker named simone oh god i don't know how i'm so sorry i don't know how to say her last name i'm not even gonna try because this is awful um so they found Miss Simone's skull, uh, and she actually, they found more of her skeleton, and they had the same issue, not the same issue, the same thing where it was wounds to her spine. 
So he stabbed her in the back, stabbed her in the neck. Um, so they said that from what they could see, there was at least eight stab wounds. Uh, but then, haha, this is crazy. There was clothing that was found near her remains, but that were not hers. Yep. So then, turns out, because it seems like this guy kills in twos, or at least places his bodies in twos. Um, so it actually belonged to another woman um, named Anja. I'm not going to try her last name either. I'm sorry. Um, she was another missing backpacker who had disappeared with her boyfriend in 1991. So now this is like three people that have disappeared. Um, so the these bodies were found buried in shallow graves. Um, so like essentially they found the skull and then searched the area and then found these graves. Meaning he probably dumped them very soon in, in that time frame. Like, right. Because you generally don't leave something in a shallow grave unless you're ready for it to be found. Yeah, right. I mean, so they found the skull on November 1st, and then November 3rd, they found the rest of the remains. Um, Aja had been decapitated. Uh, that's awful. The oh. body of Anja and Gabor were found buried in shallow graves on November 3rd. So this is two days later and after they found the skull. Um, so Anja had actually been decapitated. So they found her head. They never found um, the rest of her body. So that's horrific. Um, and from what they could tell, she was shot at least six times. No, Gabor. Gabor was shot. The boyfriend. Anja's boyfriend. Oh, oh sorry. Okay. Yeah. So he's doing a lot of stabbing and a lot of shooting of the head. And like an aggressive amount for each. So timeline, just to go back. So I'm going to try and do this with as many episodes as I can, just because it's like when we talk about them, it goes back and forth. So like the timeline is like Deborah Everest. She was 19 she was found in 1989 or killed then like it might like obviously if you're finding a skull like most of these people died before and you're just finding it after the fact so then james gibson was 1989 as well and he was 19 um simone schmidl i think that says 21 1991 gabor and anja were late 91 and they were 20 and 21 and then joanne walters and carolyn clark who were actually i believe like we said the first ones that were found they believe were actually the last ones they think were killed. And that was like April of 92 and they were 21 and 22. So like everyone very young, kind of crazy though, too, to overpower two people at once. Like, I'm wondering like, did he shoot them like once in the, like, like not to kill them, but to like sustain them right? so that he is like, okay, well I got this guy. I'll stab her a few times and then like do whatever. Cause like, I don't know. It just, it's crazy to me that like he was able to a like take over couples and then like full on go ahead and murder them. You know what I mean? Like they did say he was athletic. So True. he must have been uh, in pretty good shape there. And his like picture, like he does look like he was in decent shape. It's not like he was like an overweight, like human. He looks right. whatever. So his arrest and trial, a report placed by Paul Onions, okay, a survivor of an attack by Yvonne, was found by a detective in April of 1994. So, like, again, I would love to know when that was because that basically means that this guy, like, filled out a report and, like, who knows how long before someone just, like, found it and then was like, oh, shit, let's deal with this. He had hitched a ride with a man he called. So B Yvonne had called himself Bill 
and was held at gunpoint before escaping. As Bill fired at him, Onions was able to jump in a vehicle driven by Joanne Barry. Now, first of all, can you imagine the situation, okay? Guy's trying to kill you, jump out of a car, jump into someone else's car, and you're like, dude, that person's trying to kill me. Random person in the other car. Like, I'd be like, are you trying to kill me? Like, I, <laughs> like, I would be very stressed about this entire situation, but I'm also a paranoid person. Maybe Joanne was not. So, crazy. There had also been a tip, though, at the time from the girlfriend of Yvonne's co-worker that he should be questioned about the murders. Like, like there are like people are like flipping and flopping on this dude like no other. They're like, yo, it's this guy. He is jacked. Please go help him. He like he is a bad man. So I thought that was just like kind of crazy because a lot of times people are like, I had no idea. And everyone's like, it's him. Please go arrest him. He's a terrible person. So Yvonne had a history. What was he doing that? Someone was like, yup, probably him. I wonder if he, like, said something or, like, made a joke about the murders and they were like, yeah, that's that's sketchy. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like back then a lot of people didn't sit and talk about serial killers like we do now. <laughs> like, like in a way where they're just chatting about it. Like, more it was like, oh, my God, did you hear, like, about, like, this person? We have to be careful, like, you know. Whereas now it's a lot of people talk about it because, like, they enjoy learning about true crime. Whereas then I don't think that was much the case. So maybe he, like, said some really creepy, like, side joke and someone was like, that doesn't sit right with me. I feel like you should check this out. Like, I'm assuming he made a comment and that's, like, what they said. So, Yvonne had a history of serving time. Now, mind you, we've talked about this many times before. This guy's been in and out of jail since he was 17 of for abducting women and rape. So, he was obviously considered a prime suspect. Like, they were like, clearly it's this dude. Like, so, Onions, who was the guy who had written the report, was living in England and actually flew back to Australia when he saw a picture of Ivan just so he could officially identify him and be like, yeah, that was the guy named Bill who attacked me. Yes. Thank so, you, Mr. Onions. Yes. Holler. So, Yvonne was arrested on May 22nd of 1994, which, again, this, this whole thing blows my mind because of the 20-year gap. It really just, like, throws me off. Um, at his home. At his first court appearance, he didn't enter a plea, but on May 30th, he was charged with seven murders as well as the crimes against onions. The trial began in March of 1996, and 15 weeks later, he was found guilty on all charges. He received 15 weeks? Well, you have to think they have to go through all the evidence and all the thing. Like, it's not like they deliberated oh, for 15 can you weeks. you imagine, like, having to be on that jury? Yeah. So he received a total of 18 years for the attack on onions and then for each of the murders, a life sentence to be served consecutively without the possibility of parole. Now, when I first read this, I thought it said he received a total of 18 years. And I was like, for everything? It says Jags. Like I, I was like flipping out and then I like finished the sentence. I was like, calm down. He did not. <laughs> you were and I finished the sentence. <laughs> like straight up lost my shit, guys. So that was my, that was my bad. So, um, Okay. So, anyway, basically, obviously, we know the outcome. He got, you know, convicted. So, he's actually still suspected of committing many more murders, but has yet to be charged due to lack of evidence. And I'm assuming, like, obviously, you know, as we say, like, the 90s were 10 years ago, but they were actually 30 years ago. So, I'm sure it's, like, really hard. But they said there's at least seven cases where he's actually considered to be the perpetrator, but they haven't been proven yet. His another brother he had named Boris stated in 2015 that Ivan had admitted to killing a taxi driver, Neville Knight, in 1962. Boris and the man convicted of the murder, Alan Dillon, were both given polygraph tests, which showed neither man was lying. So nothing has come of that accusation. So Alan Dillon apparently was like, uh, yeah, I murdered him. I, OK, I don't know this guy's because I couldn't find it. And. But, like, both of these guys basically took a polygraph test to see who did it, and both of them showed neither of them were lying 
which is crazy to me. I have no idea, which is wild. So anyway, they're both in jail still. And then I have some cool Ivan trivia. So, fun, trivia number one. Ivan had a habit of self-mutilating himself while he was incarcerated. On January 26th of 2009, so remember, that was only 11 years ago, 12 years ago. I don't know. Was it early? Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he used a plastic knife to cut off his pinky finger. Oh, first of all, I can't, I can't even cut a strawberry with my plastic knife. I don't know how he cut it. How is that even possible? Like, you had to have clearly made this thing sharper because plastic knives barely cut, like, my fruit for me. Like, and that's like... How do you go through the bone? Come on. Okay. His intention was to post it to the high court. Like, I'm guessing he wanted to go to court and be like, this is my pinky. I have no idea. But instead, he was taken to a hostel and they were like, yeah, we can't reattach it. Like, you're pinky, you're pinky. Sorry, bro. Like, again, but, like, I'm just more shocked that, like, a plastic knife cut off his finger. Like, I, he had to turn into, like, a shank or something. It can't just be a plain old plastic knife. Those things do nothing. Right. So, then, that was in 2009. But if we go back a bit, in 2001, he swallowed a number of items on purpose. Staples, razor blades, and any other metal items he could find. So, obviously, they sent him to the infirmary. Like, this guy is clearly unhinged. The next one's my favorite. In 2011, Yvonne went on a hunger strike because he wanted a PlayStation. <laughs> he lost 55 pounds during his strike, but never received the PlayStation. Like, you're in prison, bro. They don't, they don't give a shit if you want a PlayStation. <laughs> That's not how this works. You, and second of all, you're like, he's known as like one of the most like, uh, like awful murderers, like serial killers in Australia in all time. Like, there's actually an article, which I will post when this episode comes out as well, uh, like, from 2019, where people are still talking about him. Like, he still haunt. Like, it still haunts Australia. Like, that's how bad this guy was. So, yeah. then, this is also crazy. Matthew Malat, who's Yvonne's great-nephew, was found guilty of murder in 2012 after killing with after killing a man with an axe in 2010. He was sentenced to 43 years in prison. During the murder, his friend Cohen Klein recorded the whole thing on his mobile phone. So for his part in the murder, he received a sentence of 32 years. First of all, why are you recording a murder? Like, what are you going to do with that? Just save the evidence for them to arrest you? What is the point? Like, first of all, you shouldn't be murdering people. But if you are, you definitely shouldn't be recording it for other people to find. Like, that's just crazy to me. That's pretty dumb. Yeah, it's wild. So I couldn't believe that. And then the last thing is John Marsden, a lawyer who had initially represented Yvonne but was fired before the trial, made a shocking statement while on his deathbed in July of 2005. So this lawyer is literally on his deathbed, still thinking about this serial killer. And he was like, he claimed Yvonne's sister had helped him in the murder of the British backpackers. So nothing has come of that as whatever. Um, but, oh my gosh, I just realized, so the article posted in 2019 says that Ivan Malat, Australia's most notorious serial killer, died at age 74. In conclusion. In conclusion. <laughs> so I'm also going to, um, post an article that is basically an interview with his daughter. Oh. Who, by the way, looks just like him. So there's that. Um, it's, it's just like a super interesting article. So once this airs, um, I'll go ahead and post that because it's just crazy. She just, and she's young, she's really pretty. Um, but she very much was affected obviously by her father's crimes and by his death. Apparently like the fact that he was a serial killer wasn't as important to her as the fact that it was her dad. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. We, I feel like we see that a lot of times, like 
in, um, well, I, I should probably should like in TV, I guess. So that's probably not as realistic, but like, I do feel like it's like even people who grow up with terrible parents, like you still like, that's still your parent. You know what I mean? Like no matter what they did, it's still, you still feel like some sort of grief, like when you lose them. So, and I guess he died of cancer. So I don't know if she was like visiting him and he was like really sick and she like sympathized with him in that way. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, seeing him be sick and die. But um, I did also want to mention that they did say that they believe that at least two of the killings had two people involved. So they think, like, his siblings easily could have been involved or, like, someone else. Because, which now makes more sense to me because I don't, again, I don't know how he constantly subdued two people at once. Like, even right. if you shot one, like, you'd have to have a, be a perfect shot to shoot one to, like, disable them and then get the other one almost at the same time. And then right. also, like, drag them somewhere, like, consecutively. Like, it's not like you have a lot of, like, back-and-forth action when you're, like, trying to, like, hide bodies and stuff. You know what I mean? So, uh, but can you, like, imagine, like, his parents, too? Like, I was thinking about this. Like, this, like they're out there, like, working hard, and their son's just a serial killer. Right. And, like, that, like, ruins, like, your reputation, obviously, as parents. Like, no one wants to work with you or everyone just wants to talk about, like, that your son's a murderer. And you're like, okay, I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> like, I get it. He's a bad guy, but, like, I'm a good guy. But, like, most people, you know, I guess wouldn't see that. So, it's crazy. And I do have, like, a picture of the victim so we can post those as well. Um, they're actually in this article I found. So, but, again, it's just another serial killer that really, like, rocked Australia, like, like his his murders were so brutal and again like we said obviously overkill way over the top like numerous stab wounds like like to stab someone in the neck and i feel like he had to have known what he's doing to know that it would basically paralyze them and not kill them is like horrific you know what i mean uh yes (laughs) that's like just yeah so they were hoping that like when he got sick with cancer he would reveal more of like the information like he was they were hoping like he'd reveal other crimes because um they definitely believe that he's like like there's other people that he definitely murdered and they don't know about but unfortunately like he literally didn't say a word like when he died like they were hoping like oh you're on your deathbed maybe like at least you'll you know you're already in jail forever i kind of always wonder that about serial killers like if you did it just admit it if you're already in jail forever like what are you gonna do it's like you're getting out so like don't you think they should just tell you but yeah i mean i guess it, it's them holding power like in the situation still so maybe that's why they don't do it but like still like they said like a minimum of seven murders so like who knows how many more murders this man actually committed that they can't even link him to let alone the two rapes he did at the beginning that they can't rape that they couldn't link him yeah. to crazy right. <laughs> so anyway that is ivan mala aka the backpacker killer pretty crazy so anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed our episode today. This dude was super interesting. Um, definitely, I definitely was interested by him. There was just a lot of, like, craziness. Yeah, like, I was like, holy shit. Every three minutes, I was like, holy shit, holy shit. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> like, it was wild. So anyway, as usual, we'll post episode. Aaron and I will make sure, like I said, we're more active on social media, like, posting things about these killers that we find, like, you know while we're doing our research that might interest you guys and then please like follow us on facebook instagram um email us if you have any questions comments concerns suggestions whatever um and let us know again about swag because we'll probably be like doing that i would say in like the next few months 
So have a great Wednesday. Bye, guys.